Well, thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. Mary had a little lamb. That's what we've been talking about this week as we are leading up into the celebration of the birth of the Messiah, Mary's precious little lamb. We've seen that in the scripture, this beautiful lamb of Mary's, the Lord Jesus, was promised in Genesis chapter 3. We saw that he was provided through a beautiful illustration in the life of Abraham and Isaac. God provided the lamb in Genesis 22. And then yesterday we talked about the lamb was pictured, a beautiful picture given of Mary's little lamb in Exodus chapter 12 and the whole celebration of Passover and all the descriptions of the lamb given there in in Exodus 12 as well as the result of the blood of the lamb having been applied to the doorposts of those who believed God and took him at his word. They escaped judgment and were set free and delivered and led by God into a beautiful covenant relationship. Another thing about this lamb is this lamb was also prophesied. That's right. Hundreds and hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, there were many prophecies. In fact, the scripture gives us in the Old Testament over 200 different prophecies about God's lamb. But these prophecies spelled out where he would be born, where he would live, his trip to Egypt. They they spelled out aspects of his ministry, how he would minister, what he would do. And of course, they also prophesied of his death. And no one was more familiar with the unfolding of the death of the Messiah than the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah got to see it all. He saw the beginning, the birth. He saw the ministry. He saw the death. He saw the resurrection. And he also saw the future kingdom of this little lamb. Prophesied about all of these things 800 years before Christ ever came into the world. One famous chapter concerning this lamb is the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, where the lamb was prophesied. Isaiah said, Who has believed our report? To whom has the arm of Adonai been revealed? For he, speaking of this Messiah, the lamb, grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. Very ordinary looking. Some would even say, well, he was just a normal looking guy, homely looking maybe even. Nothing that would have expected, would have caused us to say, hey, that's the Messiah right there. No. He had no form. No majesty that we should look at him. He had no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. One from whom people hid their faces, someone that they would hide their faces from. He was despised and we did not esteem him. In fact, we esteemed him as stricken by God is what we thought. No, he was not stricken by God. He was stricken by men because of sin. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our pains. Yet we esteemed him stricken, struck by God, and afflicted. 
He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed because of our iniquities. And the chastisement for our shalom, our peace, was upon him. And by his stripes we have been healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So you see this picture that Isaiah is painting of this innocent victim who is bearing our sin, bearing our griefs, bearing our pain. He is pierced, crucified, because of our sin. He is crushed because of our iniquities. Our, the whipping, the stripes on his body, all over his body, his mangled body, which Isaiah 52 tells us that his appearance was so disfigured more than any man his form more than the sons of men. When they got finished with him, the Romans and the Jews, but particularly the Romans, when they finished whipping him and beating him, what the scripture is basically telling us is he no longer even looked like a human being anymore. It would have made you sick to your stomach to have looked upon the person of Jesus. But then he goes on to say, all the iniquity of the world was laid on him. And listen to what Isaiah then says. He was oppressed He was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth when he was threatened, obviously, as Peter tells us, he didn't threaten back. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, like a sheep before his shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Because of oppression and judgment, he was taken away. As for his generation who considered, for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people. The stroke was there. One single whelp, as it were, is what his body was. But notice that Isaiah said he was the lamb led to the slaughter for you and me. Isaiah saw this. He saw his disfigured body. He saw the cross. He, he, he saw these things. But of course, Peter tells us that he did not understand what they were about. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1 that the prophets prophesied of the grace that was to come to us, but they didn't understand as to when it was going to happen, and they didn't know who it was that was going to be the Messiah and they didn't know all the aspects of his work. They didn't complete. They didn't grasp it. They didn't understand all of it. They simply prophesied it. They simply wrote about it. And here's the thing about prophecy: most of the time, prophecy is not ever understood until you're on the other side of it being fulfilled. Then you can look back and say, "Aha! That's what it meant." Prior to it being fulfilled, it's a guess. Yes, Mary's little lamb was promised. Mary's little lamb was provided. Mary's little lamb was pictured. And Mary's little lamb was prophesied about hundreds and hundreds of years before he came and willingly laid down his life 
as our substitute to take away our sin and set us free. That's what Christmas is all about. It is the incarnation and the entrance into this realm and world of the Lamb of God. What a beautiful picture we have in the Lamb. May this Lamb of God bless you. May this Lamb of God keep you. May this Lamb of God watch over you, establish your thoughts, and direct your steps. And may you know him in all of his glory and in all of his fullness. Lord willing, we will be back with you again tomorrow.